Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1771. Why do runners get injured? Running form by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik, reading you some of the most popular health and fitness blogs out there with permission from the websites, of course, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. And with that, let's keep this intro nice and short and get right to today's article as we optimize your life. Why do runners get injured? Running Form by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. In my previous post about running injuries, why do runners get injured? I focused on non-running activities like strength training, programming, scheduling, and more. In this post, I want to talk more about what you're doing while you're running. In other words, running form. There's a lot of information out there right now on what will make you a better runner. And like most information about exercise and health, it can be conflicting and confusing. Barefoot running versus high-tech footwear. Heel strike. Arm placement. Torso position. There are champions and critics of each new trend. So, who should you listen to? My first and most important answer is you. Listen to your body. I want to point out first that when it comes to running form, you should be in tune with your own body. Listen for twinges, aches, pains, fatigue, or tightness when you run. Exercise should be effortful, but it should make you feel great, or at least good. If exercise consistently has a negative effect on your body, not counting overexertion factors like fatigue, nausea, a quote-unquote bad day, or energetic discomfort, it's time to make a change. Your own body signals are a very reliable indicator of whether you're doing things quote-unquote right. Runners get injured often because their mental toughness is so great that they run right through twinges or tightness and into full-blown injuries. If you want to run faster, further, and longer throughout your lifespan, it pays to listen to your body. In other words, what feels right is usually right. Now, for the guidelines. When it comes to the overall form advice that has been doled out over the years, the basics are simple, unexciting, and time-tested. Like Marion Nessel, my favorite nutrition scholar, I believe that health advice that really works doesn't get blown around by trends or radically new information. The same is true for running form. Here are the most simple, effective tips for improving your running form, assuming that you're already strength training and following a structured training program. One, take short, fast strides and lead with the knee, not the foot. 
Many runners get injured because they gallop with the feet far overreaching the knees with each step. Keeping the foot strike under the knee upon landing automatically fixes heel strike issues. When you want to sprint, focus on dramatically increasing the tempo while keeping your stride length very short. Two, run energetically. You should be running, not jogging. Your knees should be coming up and forward with each stride, and your foot should be hitting the ground quickly and then returning up towards the hip in a circular motion with each stride. I recommend using interval training and sprints with rests built in to teach your body to run faster and more economically. Three, breathe on odd numbers. You may not realize this, but there is a slight difference in core stability on inhales and exhales. Exhalation tends to firm up the body, and inhalation tends to relax the body. So if you breathe in for two and out for two, you're consistently stiffening up on the same side, over and over. You can balance hip stability by breathing on odd numbers. Inhale for four steps and exhale for three steps, for example. Four, lean forward. Please don't take this as hunch over. Instead, shift your center of gravity of your entire body forward so that you would fall forward unless you started running. Then maintain this position throughout the run. Five, keep your hips as level as you can. Notice I say, as you can. When you're running, the legs should be the primary mover and your knees should come up on every step rather than the hips rotating around to facilitate the movement. However, not all of these issues can be fixed by proper form. You have to correct the difference with strength training. Six, warm up for success. Instead of stretching to warm up, do fast explosive form drills as warm-ups to improve your overall form so that you can teach your body to run with pep in your step. These can include fast high skipping, squat jumps with a spin, high knees, skaters, and butt kickers. These moves train your legs to step high and light when you run. Try doing each move I mentioned for 45 seconds as a circuit as your warm-up. And seven, know when to tap out. In what I know will be the most unpopular advice for runners, you also need to know when to quit a particular run. For example, if you notice that your feet have started dragging or shuffling, or that there's a twinge of pain behind your knee or anywhere in your legs, stop running immediately. If you walk for a few minutes and can resume the running without pain returning, it was just a passing spasm and you've effectively walked it off. If you resume running and the pain comes right back or your feet are still dragging, you need to call it a day. You just listened to the post titled, Why Do Runners Get Injured? Running Form by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show 
will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. To further Rachel's points, you remember I was talking about my experiences playing soccer and how my coach would make me and the team perform 200 yards of agonizing bear crawls? Well, I have another soccer-related story. It seemed whenever I switched coaches, which was basically every season, they each had a different recommendation when it came to maintaining perfect form when running. I remember one coach trained us to, quote, run using the balls of our feet and keeping our fists clenched. He said this would make us run faster. Other coaches had their own theories, so it seemed like I had to change my running form every soccer season. Well, luckily, Rachel dispelled a bunch of these myths and gave us simple, effective advice. But just remember, it's always a good idea to have a credentialed health professional assess your running form to make sure it's perfect and help keep you running for many years to come. All right, that'll do it for me for today. I'll be back here tomorrow for our usual Friday Q&A, so definitely stay tuned for that, where your optimal life awaits.